Welcome to Heating Up, a podcast about climate change, our dangerous future, and what you can do about it. Here we are. Welcome back. Yeah, 2020, New Year, U.S. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we it's it's been the New Year for a little while. A couple weeks now. Is yeah. it over yet? I think so. Oh boy, it's been a year. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's man. been a long year. It's long like year, that, huh? Uh, scene from Thirty, 30 Rock. Rock. It's like Lemon when... it's Tuesday. <laughs> it's long week, huh? Lemon it's Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, man, it's 13 days into the year or something like that. It How is. many days into Donald Trump's presidency are, presidency are we? Too many. Uh, anyway. Well, welcome. welcome. I'm Derek. I'm Corinne. And thank you for listening to our podcast. Yes. Uh, as we said, podcast about climate change and disaster preparedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If uh, you like us. Uh, please feel free to subscribe. Comment, review. Yeah. We definitely love hearing from our... Uh, our listeners. Our doting fans. Yes. Our doring fans. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, actually, Corinne, we got uh, bad news. Bad news. A good friend, a uh, good friend of the pod, uh, who's written us before. Pete wrote in again. Oh, that's uh, right. Saying that he's still listening. That's good. Yeah, we're yep, keeping we him. haven't lost him. Of yes. all the fans we've lost, he's still <laughs> he's around. He's kind of our most important. Because <laughs> yeah. he's not our dad. But unfortunately, uh, we're wearing on his nerves, Corinne, because uh, he does not like the fact that we have been uh, making fun of Bernie Sanders. Well, sure. Uh, yeah, he says he are... still loves the podcast, but he's unsure why we don't mm. like Bernie Sanders because his plan is the best for the environment, and obviously we care about that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and we seem to crap on Bernie and Bernie Bros and whatever else. But we are just crappers. That's really it. More <laughs> than anything else, I'll, I'll listen. If Bernie Sanders wins the nomination, I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders. Me too. I won't even think about it for another second because I'm not an idiot. That said, I have deep concerns about Bernie's ability to actually win a general election. I don't need to get into it. I'm certainly not a savant at, you know, national politics. Uh, well, suffice to say this, it's weird arguing against Bernie because my politics run to the left of Bernie. Like a lot of people get <laughs> mad at Bernie because he's like, oh, he, he's, he's talking about socialist. socialism and revolution. And I'm like, I'm mad at Bernie because he doesn't actually mean socialism or actually mean revolution. Uh, so... It's hard to argue, like, I have to make the argument from the the left, the right side of Bernie, when reality is I'm more to the left of Bernie. So, but, long story short, we are sorry, Pete. We are just a bunch of jerks. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, and we will vote for Bernie. We will fall in line if it comes down to it. Don't you worry. I think it comes down to this, uh, and I think we've said this before. I just don't see my vote as this sort of, like, you know holy bestowing of my you know entire political will on a person that you know they have carte blanche to do whatever it's just the thing i do on a tuesday politically and so if bernie wins the nod i'll vote for bernie if biden wins the nod i'll vote for biden if marianne williamson wins the nod guess who i'm voting for (laughs) you know if the choice is donald trump or hitler you know guess what i'm gonna vote for donald trump i'm always gonna pick the lesser of two evils because every time i vote I'm going to pick the lesser of two evils. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think voting is the end-all, be-all when it comes to political activity. So it is a thing I do. We definitely use it. It's a yeah. good tool. And, and it's not that we think Bernie Sanders is the worst thing on the planet. I think maybe he's like a little easy to make fun of. Absolutely. Um, I got to tell you, I am a little concerned that he did already have a heart attack. Yeah. that. It's a bit concerning that he may be the only candidate. Can you imagine if Hillary Clinton had actually had a heart attack? <laughs> Can you imagine? What they would have said? Oh, my God. And I know that Biden isn't much younger, and uh, Warren, too, is like 70-something. Yeah. But, I mean... Women Bi- live longer than men, so suck it with that true. old people rule. Also, Biden has, like, challenged Trump to feats of strength uh, contest. I do I think, think he, he would win. Yeah, clearly. Because... <laughs> 
Yeah. But, but Bernie may be the only candidate to be less healthy than Trump. I don't know if he's less healthy. I, I don't think know. He had a heart attack, Corinne? He had a heart attack, but I don't think he's shoveling McDonald's burgers no, down his throat like I'm Donald saying, Trump is. It bothers me, but whatever. I, I'm not that... This cons- is not a political His president. Help. I don't think the heating up uh, heating up endorsement uh, is really something any of them are buying for. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, so what is it? Why do we hate Bernie Sanders? I don't hate Bernie I don't, Sanders. Yeah, I should say that. I don't hate Bernie Sanders. I think it is just easy pickings. I think uh, it's also easy to be critical of, of someone who is in your direction. You know, I feel like sure. it's easier to be critical and be like, come Nobody, on, you're so close to getting it right. Just get it right. Like, Nobody picks on my brother but me sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, like I feel like I can be more critical of them. And again, yeah, we're coming from further left, I think, criticizing it. Like when people say like, well, did you think Obama was the greatest president on the Earth planet? And I was like, you know, no, but I'm going to have to really defend Barack. But I will tell you, I don't like him, but not for the reasons you'd think. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it's, it's I think it's like that. Yeah. Anyways, but thank you for writing us, Pete. Uh, and hopefully still we listening, addressed even thing. though we're jerks. Yeah, even though we're basically. But no, uh, like I said, if Bernie ends up winning, we will vote for Bernie. I just have concerns about his electability, to be honest. But I have concerns about everyone's electability, to be honest. I think Trump is going to win again. I've said it since he won the first time, uh, and I don't think anything has changed that. And maybe that's depressing as hell, but. That's kind of where I'm looking at it. Yeah, I've accepted that. I think most people, well, I think a lot of people are starting. I think the first year people are like, no way, it's never going to happen again. This was an anomaly. And I think people are sort of beginning to see, which is nice. It's nice that people are beginning to see that like, maybe I was wrong, that this isn't going to be so easy to win again. Like we said, let's just hope he doesn't go for a third. Yeah, I think the Democratic Party in general tends to like, take it for granted that they're going to beat Trump just based on how awful he is. And that's a bad, bad call. Democratic. I feel like they should have gotten something better. We've had all this time to find the great candidate to beat Donald. And I just. And this is what we got. This is what we came up with. (laughs) So, you know, any port in a storm, but. Boy, I wish there was something better. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's even electable anymore. What do I know? I can't relate to the middle of America. Yeah. What do they like? They hate women more? Do they hate socialists more? Uh, where does where does Asian stand on that? I don't know. There's they hate everybody that's up there. They, they do seem to hate everybody. Yeah. Although Biden's probably most electable. Maybe I don't know. But like that playing that electability game is its own issue. We need to get off of this topic. It's been a few minutes. We're well, we'll not political prognosticators. <laughs> We're going to move along. All right. All right. But thank you, Pete, once again. And if you also have a comment for us, question, suggestion, something you want us to talk about, email us. Uh, heatinguppodcast at gmail.com is the way to reach us. Or you can message us on Facebook. If Corinne ever figures out how to get on the Instagram, you can get us on there. Yeah, just give it a minute. And I'd log into the Twitter account maybe once a week. So. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, the plan for today, Corinne. Yes. We've got some news. Ooh. Uh, I know it's It's, bad news because you brought out chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, exactly. So I prepared for today's bad news, bad news with some chocolate chip cookies. I got to eat some cookies. Yeah, and a little uh, Pepsi for you today. Uh, And then I think afterwards, we're going to kind of do something a little different. We're going to do a state of the podcast uh, (laughs) speech. Yes. Maybe not a speech so much, but we're going to kind of let you guys in on our plans for the year. Some some interesting stuff coming up. We're going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, Because we don't really have a prepping segment for this week. 
but next week we've got a good one coming up and it'll kind of start a new a new chapter in the heating up podcast mm. yeah so uh corinne you ready for the news are we not going to talk about our personal lives we can do that I, I, I thought that all your personal life was all bernie sanders all the time <laughs> well you know kind of what's new with you personally corinne let's talk personally, about that i mean not a ton really but i am still Way just to training. let it down that was <laughs> training are I we thought, not gonna, I thought you had some big news you were going to share on I the pod, and you're re- like, mm, nothing. No, I'm just reading for the the marathon, half marathon in yeah. a year. And uh, <laughs> I got back into watching the old Ricky Gervais Derek show after everyone was mad at him for his, I don't know, whatever he hosted. I don't watch that stuff. I've no. got no idea. And then, oh, yeah, Ricky Gervais had this show I kind of liked. And Anyway, I've been watching that. Had you ever seen it? It's called Derek. That's the show where he... I, it's uncomfortable because he's not a, a mentally disabled person playing a mentally... Yes, I understand. It's tough. I get it. It Fully. has... Uh, uh, what's his name? The Carl Pilkington. Yeah, that guy's great. Yeah, he is. I great. like him way more than I like Ricky Gervais. Yes. Um, yeah, I watched some of it. I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable in that sense. Yes. I'm like, oh, is this something I should be... Is like, this feels be? wrong a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So... But what I think, I think what gets me is it's just like, it's this, this story's, it's like The Office, right? It's a story about this very mundane, simple thing and how beautiful life can be just in this simplicity. And uh, it's just very sweet. If you if you can ignore the fact that Ricky Gervais is playing someone with some sort of mental disability, yeah. which... Listen, I don't know if I can really ignore How many that, of you but... saw the movie Radio? That was Cuba Gooding Jr. You know, we've all done it. Have we? <laughs> We've all watched a movie. We've all played somebody uh, with a mental disability. With eating Gilbert yeah. Grape. Uh, I guess so. We've, we've, There's a long history of it, yes. yeah. Yeah, maybe it's problematic or whatever the word is of the day. But Anyways, anything else new with you, Corinne, we got to cover on this show? I guess that's it. Okay. Well, are you now ready for the news? Never. I'll <laughs> eat this cookie. Will you tell me? You grab a cookie. <laughs> We've got a couple of news stories. We're actually going to kind of skip Australia this week, Corinne. <laughs> no way. Well, I feel like Australia has... We, it's I, been done. We've A couple seen of things. That. First, number one, <laughs> I feel like we were first on the Australia story. I, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not, because I get my news from somewhere else. Right. Uh, my sources in Australia told me all about it before anybody. Right. But, I mean, we've been talking about it for months, it seemed, before it actually became like an international every day on the news thing that is true but it is now every day on the news on every channel the australia fires or are of course massive they're devastating they can't stop won't stop it's terrible but i feel like you can get or you already have got all the news you're going to get we don't have any uh, particularly special insight into Correct. the australia fires That's true. so i think we're just going to kind of skip it because meanwhile there are other uh, issues going on around the world that you might not have heard of so we're going to cover those that's why you listen to the heating up podcast horrible news yeah for the animal attacks <laughs> and the horrible news that you managed to avoid uh through s- special curation of your feed <laughs> right <Okay>. yes <laughs> so we're I'm gonna, gonna eat s- more cookie <laughs> <laughs> while the fires have been burning in australia climate change accelerated disasters continue elsewhere in the news jakarta indonesia has not been enjoying a great 2020 Torrential downpours have left at least 67 people dead, and rising waters deluged more than 180 neighborhoods, and landsides buried at least a dozen Indonesians alive. Uh, search missions for survivors... Wait a second. It, how many people buried alive? A dozen, at least. Oh my god. Every time you touch that thing, it makes a weird makes noise. Makes a noise. I was yeah. trying to avoid making noises. 
So search missions for survivors are still ongoing, and officials say that that death toll is expected to rise as more bodies are found. Uh, Indonesia's National Meteorological Agency said that the rainfall on New Year's Day was the heaviest downpour in a 24-hour period since they began recording rainfall in the 1860s. Whoa. Uh, although floodwaters are starting to subside, the Indonesian Red Cross Society warned people to expect more severe rainfall in the coming days. Uh, we've already talked a bit about Jakarta on this podcast. That's the city that is, uh, you know, going to be moved due to climate change. Right. So it's one of the world's most populated megacities. I, in, in looking up about Jakarta, I found this out. Jakarta, like the urban area of Jakarta, not the city central, but like the whole urban megacity of Jakarta, is home to 30 million people. That's a lot of people. That's more than the state of Texas. <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't it? That's insane. And it's not the largest city in the world, I guess, the urban area around Tokyo is the largest, but Jakarta is set to pass Tokyo sometime in the next, you know, 50 years or something. But regardless, 30 million people in the, like, urban Jakarta area is crazy. Uh, and they have some problems. So the city is sinking. We've talked about that before. So not only are the seas rising, and it's a seaside city. I'm, I'm impressed I said that without... Seaside city? <laughs> yeah. uh, but the ground is subsiding because of the groundwater use so they've been taking water to drink out of the mm. ground and that's caused the city to sink like nine inches a year crazy so crazy when you think about the fact that most of, or that half of the city is already below sea level so uh much of the city is already there and it's still sinking the indonesian government's plan to deal with this is to move the government to a as yet unbuilt city in the middle of the jungle <laughs> And so that move, making a new city is going to cause a lot more deforestation, which was already a big deal in Indonesia. Right. And, of course, that doesn't actually move all those 30 million people. It moves the government and, like, the ancillary groups that, you know, those people revolve around the government. Those people will probably still be there. Everybody else will still be in Jakarta, which is still going to be a major port and still going to be a major town until it sinks into the ocean, I guess. Uh Reports are that the entire town will be, or that 90% of the town will be underwater by 2050 or something. 90% of the town? Something like that. It's crazy. Uh, it's not a, not a great thing for the whole planet, because when 30 million people are climate Displaced. refugees, uh, where are they going to go? Not in America, because we won't let them in. Apparently. <clears throat> Next up. You might have heard of this one if you follow the news. Puerto Rico has been having earthquakes. I Yeah, Puerto so, Rico cannot catch a break. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely cannot. Uh, it has been devastated by a 6.4 earthquake as well as a series of tremors uh, that have been terrorizing residents for well over a week since essentially December 28th when two quakes magnitude of 4.7 and 5.0 hit and then 400 earthquakes at least have hit since then. Uh, at least a dozen of them over 4.0 including the biggest, the 6.4 and a 6.0 aftershock. It's wild. Uh, so yeah, they just, like, imagine like the kind of like anxiety and terror of just like like one earthquake is enough but when they just keep coming and they don't stop it's like you can't even like There's get no, your bearings right. you know when is it going to end you know it's, that's that psychological problem is crazy to beyond just the sheer devastation of a freaking earthquake or 12 what's DT at least one person has been killed uh we'll get to that in a minute thousands forced into shelters again uh early estimates are that 600 structures and over 110 million in damages have been caused by the quake Crucially, one of the island's major power plants has been damaged, and some residents are reporting that officials have told them it might be up to a year before power is restored uh, in certain areas. So did they even did they most of them did they have power now? Well, that's the thing. So 
the reason this is even more uh, damaging than it might have been otherwise is that recovery has still been slow since Maria and the, I think it was, was it, it's not Irma, but there was another hurricane that hit the same year as Maria. Either way, Puerto Rico got hit by a couple of hurricanes in 2017. Right. And Donald Trump has been, uh, who was famously golfing when Maria struck, and then who then photobombed a relief station and tossed paper towels to refugees as if they were promotional t-shirts at a Knicks game. Yes, I remember. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. Yes, I do. Uh, he has been deliberately and illegally withholding the $18 billion that have been set aside by Congress for the relief effort in Puerto Rico, uh, just for these past few years. Oh. So of the $18 billion that Congress has uh, allocated for them, he has released only about $1 billion of it. And he's probably going to phrase it like, years. I gave them a billion dollars. Yeah, well, he initially withheld it because he thought that they weren't managing the money well. And this whole thing... <laughs> Says like, the guy who filed bankruptcy how many times? Well, and there's a giant asterisk on all of this, which is the fact that Puerto Rico doesn't really control their own destiny because they're second-class citizens in an imperial colony of the United States. Right, they're just a colony. We, yeah. Oh. They don't have a right to vote for the president, uh, so he doesn't seem to care about them at all. And then they really don't control their own, like, like it's weird. I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert on the gov- the politics of Puerto Rico. All I know is this they're is 2020, and they're Trump. a freaking colony, and yeah. that's probably not a great thing. It's pretty wild. It is. Uh, but if you thought that Puerto Rico was the only settler colonial bullshit story we were going to talk about today, Corinne? I'd be wrong. You'd be wrong. <laughs> I wouldn't think that, though, yeah. Derek. <laughs> so, again, uh, relief efforts are underway in Puerto Rico. Uh, there are places... I know that uh, some there are some mutual aid groups that were working there after Maria who are still active and are working there for the earthquake. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, Puerto Rico needs your help. And you don't need a passport to go there. So if you're interested in helping with the relief, effort, relief efforts, that's a great place to see if you can help. All right. All right, next up. Tensions are mounting in British Columbia. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, a high court granted an injunction to allow TransCanada, and that's the corporation you might remember from being behind the Keystone XL pipeline. The huge success. Yep. Uh, to, uh, it's allowing them to access the ancestral indigenous <laughs> homelands uh, to build the coastal gas link pipeline. Very different pipeline. A different pipeline. This one will run from the Alberta tar sands to the west coast of British Columbia, and it has to run right through uh, unceded tribal lands of the Wet'suwet'en people. Uh, the Unisotan band of the Wet'suwet'en. I'm guessing they may be unhappy about the fact that they're definitely going to have all of their water destroyed and uh, massacre their yeah. nature. So the hereditary chiefs of the Wet'suwet'en do not want the pipes built across their land, which has never been ceded to the Canadian government, uh, to whom they don't have a treaty, and they claim right of ownership based on the fact that they've been there for do they have imminent Forever. domain laws there? There are imminent domain laws, but they shouldn't they shouldn't apply because the land is should be sovereign land. It should be part of the the tribe's land. Right. Uh, there are plenty of other issues there, but in 2009, so this this fight has been going on for a while. I think we talked about it once before, maybe last year, because last so year... It's so hard to a... keep track of how many times we just tried to destroy Native people's lands. Yeah, <laughs> but in 2009, the Unisotan Band built a blockade or like a checkpoint on the road because it's they're they're in the super high mountains in the British Columbia Rockies and it's not easy land to get to mm-hmm. and so the, there's only so many places where you can build a pipeline through these mountain passes or whatever and so in that sense they have a strategic advantage so they essentially found a choke point on the road mm, and built good. a checkpoint and said hey we're not going to let you onto our land if you if we don't want you there 
And I know I, actually a couple of friends of mine have been up to the Unisotan camp in the 10 years that it's existed up there to help build stuff and do work. But last year, in 2019 January, there was another court ruling that allowed pipeline companies, especially like three different pipelines trying to be built through their land right now. It's really, right. I mean, we laugh, but it's Not ridiculous. Funny. But it allowed one of the corporations to go up there. And so the Royal Canadian Mounted Police uh, showed up in SWAT gear, like a tactical team, showed up in January to pull indigenous people out of their homes and arrest them on ancestral tribal lands. Where have I seen this before? <laughs> yeah. Uh, stories were coming out uh, just a little while ago from The Guardian that the when the police went up there to do this, they were given, uh, they were requesting the right to use lethal force oh, to remove Indians from their indigenous lands. So really ridiculous. And of course, this is only ratcheting up the fears that this might happen again this year. And of course, TransCanada, immediately after the ruling, posted a 72-hour notice to vacate, basically saying that they were going to go up there. Um, there have been rumors that Royal Canadian Police have been flying in um, and that they're, you know, staging in some, you know, local towns or whatever to get ready to go up there. And Didn't anybody watch Fern Gully? <laughs> <laughs> what about Avatar? Anybody? It's not great. Uh, either way, I was just reading this morning, the hereditary chiefs granted the pipeline comp- company one-time access for like six to eight hours to go up there and winterize some of the machinery that they have. Okay. So hopefully that will ratchet down the tension a bit, but it remains that, I mean, eventually it'll come to a head. Eventually the company's going to want to build the pipeline and the people that are living there that are denying them rights to the land or access to the land are not going to let them. Physically be removed. Uh, If at best, I guess, um, it's not great. So support the Unisotan. Uh, You can definitely check out, they have a website for the campaign and the blockade. Unisotan? Oh man, uh, I'm pretty sure that's how I just it's I don't want people having to guess how to spell that online. The spelling is uh, because I know if I tried to Google it, it would uh, not even recognize my attempt. U N I S T apostrophe O T apostrophe E N. Okay. So the Unisotan camp, uh, you can uh, when the weather is better. I think you're they do allow pe- certain people to go up there if you want to do work. Obviously, they, it's very rural. You have to be prepared to take care of yourself. But they build cabins and they have a healing center and things on site. Uh, you can definitely donate to them, which is probably a better plan than going up they there They probably know best how to deal with their own things. Exactly. Um, but it's uh, definitely a cause worth uh, supporting. So, Unisotan Camp. All right. Is that the last? No, uh... that is. Are you kidding? <laughs> this is the second week of 2020, Karen. That is the last, I guess, col- settler colonial bullshit That's story we have. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, next up we have a story about the Valve Turners. Okay. I don't know if you remember the Valve Turners. Uh, you might not remember them, Corinne, but the, a group of U.S. environmental activists engaged in nonviolent civil disobedience targeting the oil industry have been recently listed by internal Department of Homeland Security documents as extremists, and some of its members have been listed alongside white nationalists and mass killers. They've killed no one, is that correct? Yeah, so the valve turners, uh, you might recognize, were given that name after they trespassed and closed the valves on pipelines in four states carrying crude oil from Canada's tar sands back in 2016. horrendous crime. Yeah, they did this on video. Uh, The five climate activists cut their way through fencing, called the pipeline company to tell them the exact valve that they were turning off, turned a valve, and then waited to be arrested, and then were arrested peacefully without incident. At the site of the valve. Extremists. These people have been listed alongside Dylan Roof and James Field. (laughs) 
Dylan Roof, of course, killed uh, nine black churchgoers in a rampage in South Carolina. And Fields is the guy who drove his car into the activists in Charlottesville, killing one and injuring at least 19 people. Totally reasonably yeah, similar. Apples to apples, really. Right, yeah. um, so this is the way, you know, so this document states that radical and environmentally themed ideologies were among the primary drivers of terrorist attacks in the United States during the last few years. Now remind me again, the environmentalist, environmentalist movement has killed exactly zero people in its entirety? I believe that is correct. I yeah. believe that is correct, yeah. White They'd, guys? <laughs> just how white guys doing? with guns. <laughs> white guys? How they doing? Just <laughs> Not curious. as good. Not as good of a record? <laughs> Not as good. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, just curious. I mean, again, we laugh because it's ridiculous. It's all we have. But of course, this is, you know, the whole reason they do this isn't because it actually makes any sense, but it's to stifle dissent, right? Certainly. So the increasing, you know, effectiveness of some of these campaigns and the increasing kind of radicalization of direct action on the envi- part of the environmentalists is why they do this. They list them as terrorists. There's now, we must report. know that it's effective. It's a definitely an effective thing if they're making if big deals about it. I mean, it. it might not even be effective, but it's scaring somebody. I mean, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Extinction Rebellion was recently right. listed as a terrorist group by the British government or whatever for their nonviolent protests in the city of London where they like did puppet shows and you know, weird symbolic dances and stuff. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it feels like one of those things, it feels like, what's that quote where if you make a nonviolent revolution impossible? Right. <laughs> right? Like, if you're going to be labeled a terrorist for Might holding well a sign. Go big or go. <laughs> right? Uh, it does kind of seem that way. Uh, anyways, the Department of Homeland Security did not respond to multiple requests for comment on the story that I read. Hmm. And we've got more news, Corinne. That's okay. How many more? A couple more. <laughs> no. All right. Um, all right. Do you want the Donald Trump funny news or do you want the other disasters? Is it instead of or just the it's, order? It, we're going to get them both. Which one do you <laughs> Give want me the first? disaster. I want to end all right. on a so, GT. I was just reading about this one before we started recording. So uh, in the Philippines, there's a volcano that's about to explode. Oh, interesting. So it's been, I guess, in the process of erupting. Like, So it, it's uh, the Tal, T-A-A-L volcano. It's been erupting for a little while. But uh, the authorities warn that it could reach a level five incident, which is an uh, ongoing magma eruption, which doesn't sound good. No. Uh, within hours or days. So far, there are zero confirmed casualties, but thousands of people have been evacuated in the like blast zone. I don't know if that's what it's called, but basically where they would likely to be heavily affected. Uh, what is good is the volcano is like an island that I, I don't think many people actually lived, like, on the volcano. They lived around the lake, around the island. Okay. So they've been cleared out of that area. Interesting. Um, but it could be exploding by the time this podcast is released, so. Well. That's going on, and there's also uh, heavy rain in Hawaii. Uh, at least two feet of rain uh, fell on parts of the Hawaiian island, uh, causing massive flooding as well. So, again, that's just happening now. I don't know the extent of the damage, mm-hmm. but... uh. That's the end of the disasters for today, <laughs> except for Trump. <laughs> Which is an everyday disaster. Yeah, just your run-of-the-mill Trump disaster. Great. You ready Great. for this one? Uh, yeah. All right, so it's kind of a two-parter for Trump. <sighs> the first disaster. part, not so good. The second part, good for me. Uh, okay. First part, Donald Trump was uh, recently announcing his latest assault on environmental regulations. Uh, He has been rolling back regulations that require large-scale projects like oil pipelines to report on things like the cumulative impact of projects. So this is uh, the NEPA, which is a 50-year-old bedrock environmental law, basically says that if you're going to do a massive project, 
you need to uh, factor in the cumulative impact of the project. So if you're going to take a two-lane road and turn it into a 10-lane superhighway... Besides pauses for the highway, what else does it do? Sorry, what? Yeah, well, like, what are the effects on, like, the carbon emissions when there's... 50 million times more cars on the road or mm-hmm. things like that. So if you're going to build a pipeline, you know, you have to factor in the cumulative effects. Or at least you did. Now you don't. Now you don't. Now you don't. Easy peasy. So that's not great for everything. But uh, the big news, Corinne, mm-hmm. the thing that's good for me, is that I now know what I'm going to get you for your birthday. <sighs> because while he was talking about how he was rolling back all these environmental regulations, Donald Trump did mention that he was going to read a book. No, he did not. Now, Trump He's is never fam- done that before. Trump is famously not a reader and has had ghostwriters write his books, like The Art of the Deal or whatever. Uh, but he said he was going to purchase a copy of, about a, of a book that is about his favorite subject. Wind? Okay. No. That's his least favorite. <laughs> he sorry. hates the wind. <laughs> what do you think the book is about? Uh, him? Yes. <laughs> Donald Trump is going to buy a book about Donald Trump. The title of this book, Corinne, this is what I'm going to get you for your birthday, so spoiler. This. Donald J. Trump, an environmental hero. <gasps> Who wrote that? <laughs> Head of the EPA? The self-published book you never knew you wanted uh, was written by uh, written by Edward Russo, who you don't need to know. I tried looking him up. Uh, sometimes he's listed as an advisor to Donald Trump, but it's unclear like what he advised <laughs> Donald Trump on. Uh, but he said he spent his entire career protecting the environment against corporate interests. And he would uh, never have believed he got along with Donald J. Trump until he met the man. And then this is a book about Donald Trump's greatness for the environment. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can get it for free right now. So Just pretend to have it for or free Or right 1617 uh, on paperback on You're Amazon. You're going to give this guy money? Uh, for your birthday. <laughs> so we all lose. We all lose. Of course, uh, what's his favorite subject? Of course it's him. Yeah, of course. I doubt he'll actually read the book. Don't worry about it. Maybe if they get it on audiobook or someone gives him, says it, reads it to him as he goes to bed. Maybe. That is the end of the news I have for you, though, Corinne. Thank God. So, yeah. Good deluge of news. Barely made it through that. What a year so far, huh? <laughs> what a year, huh, Lemon? Yeah. Oh, man. I ate like three cookies. <laughs> Plus two mini Snickers, which Plus. don't count as even a fun-size Snicker. <laughs> what is that nonsense? They had fun size and then they went down to minis? That's really ridiculous. Remember a few years ago when there was like that run on chocolate? Mm-hmm. And so like they started like watering down the chocolate and things? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that affects it at all. We but already have shitty chocolate in America. We already do. Anyway. I was going to get a big bowl of M&M's. I love M&M's. But I thought that that crunchy. would not be great for the podcast. No. The crunchiness. So Eating soft stuff. chocolate chip cookies was what I went with instead. Pretty good. They definitely have that like that flavor that um chemical soften softener mm-hmm. whatever i don't know what it is that they have in in uh chewy chips ahoy whatever that flavor is you know what i'm talking about yeah like it's, the softening agent so good whatever it is you're just like what it, something's not quite right about this because i remember before there was no such thing as soft cookies store-bought not not until chewy oh, chips break ahoy. Your tooth off on yeah and then i'm like oh my god soft cookies and then after a while you're like yeah these have a a bit of an after and during taste. It's a little off-putting. But, boy, you just adapt to it, don't you? <laughs> you just swallow them up. <laughs> don't even have to taste them. Yep. All right. So that is the news. Like we said before at the beginning, we don't really have a prep prep segment today. But... So if you don't want to listen to the upcoming podcast issues, then turn listen, to your listen, now. Listen, listen. Listen. This is going to be fun. This is 
exciting this stuff. This is exciting stuff because this is now, 2020 is going to be the year of the Heating Up podcast, Okay, Graham. yeah. This I'm is calling it now. We're heating up. We're getting big this yeah. year. Yeah. We've, uh, this is what, close to episode 40 now, just rolling on through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we've got big plans. So in the upcoming year, Corinne, we, ha- we had a little strategy meeting the other day. We did. And we have a lot of cool stuff coming up that we wanted to kind of share with you guys. First and foremost, we're actually going to start looking, actively looking for guests <laughs> for the podcast. Yes. So as listeners, if you have anyone that you think we should interview or that you think might want to be on the show, definitely get in touch with us. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Corinne, we're going to start looking for local contacts. I feel like we could get some big local celebrities. Who? LeVar Burton? I, is it? <laughs> No, that's just <laughs> big local celebrities. Uh, I, I feel like by the end of the year, if we play our cards right, Corinne, we might be able to get Slamson on here. Oh, yeah. I bet you we could. Slamson, the NBA uh, mascot of the Sacramento Kings. What was the name of the disgrace? Downside to that. He can't talk through his It uh, does not appear as if he speaks. He <laughs> seems mute. So might not be a great podcast guest. But I feel like we could still get him. What's the name of the disgraced uh, TV host who was He's not everywhere? disgraced. He's back now. But he had like three DUIs. <laughs> What's his name? Oh, shit. His name sounds like two names. Oh, it is. It's like Mark Andrew. Mark, Mark S. Allen. Yeah, Mark S. Marcus. Allen. No, it's Mark S. Allen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, that's what I was thinking of. Like, uh, he is too big for us. He's Karen. too big for he's us. Like, that guy's big time. I don't know. Our, he needs to get another DUI. Get then Josh. we could probably I, get him on. I thought he was disgraced. Is he out? Did we forgive him? We constantly forgive him. I mean, we did have a rapist for a mayor for a good, good, good long, long while. Time, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's not funny. We, so we are going to get guests on the podcast about various topics, so that'll be more exciting. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, we're going to... confirmed yet? Not, not, well, I'm, uh, the wheels are turning. <laughs> okay, okay. That's the plan for the year. Okay. Up in the guests. We're also going to uh, start our YouTube videos. Yes, this is true. So we're both going to go back through the old records and release, you know, non-video versions of the podcast on YouTube. But we're also going to start recording actual video for YouTube. Thank God, because we were always truly meant to be seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this was a big debate. Like, uh, but we're going to do a heating up cooking class. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to do uh, monthly videos that are prepping in the kitchen. So how to prepare uh, certain different types of foods, preserve foods, do various cooking things like cook on a solar oven, uh, make beef jerky, you know, can foods, do all sorts of stuff. We're going to start launching YouTube videos of us doing that. Uh, so that's going to start here, hopefully next month, I think. we got to get the camera set up, got to get mm-hmm. it all set up. Now, will uh, this all just be free added content, Derek? So we're going that's the other thing that we're going to do corinne we're going to uh start our patreon account we've had a couple of people ask us uh if we were going to do any patreon and we have not done we have not asked you guys for any money yet (laughs) i should say say. Uh, well between the two of us like this is the thing about our podcast we really want this to be for the people we're not trying to make any money off of this podcast as much as we joke about getting that Casper mattress money. And again, if Casper mattress If us. they want to pay us, uh, go right ahead, guys. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, we feel like this should be essentially free content mm-hmm. for everybody. And we don't want to price anyone out of anything that's worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. We feel like... We need to so be... you should still be able to get the whole heating up experience for free. Just listen to it. It yes. should be fine. 
But if you do want to support us, what we would like to get, the goal is really essentially covering our own costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, running the podcast does cost a little bit of money. Costs money to have a web hosting and distribution for the podcast. Costs money in equipment and upgrades and things like that. It does take a little bit of our time, but we're not trying to make a buck on this. We're trying to basically, if we could come out net zero in the year, I'd call that, <laughs> that a win. That would be a big improvement. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to start launching a Patreon account. There's going to be different tiers. Uh, none of them too expensive. Don't worry about it, guys. But if you do feel like you love this podcast and you want to support us a little bit, you'll be given some big rewards. And I think that like the high, none of them are going to be very high, but at the highest level, what we're going to do is with that cooking class, we're going to launch the world's crappiest loot crate. <laughs> So world's worst HelloFresh. Yeah. Whatever we cook that week, we'll send to people at that level. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to get a can of uh, heating up jelly or beef jerky. beef jerky or some hardtack or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You can get it from us with love uh, through the mail. <laughs> and disdain. Well, we were trying to look at various things that like other podcasts do yeah. on Patreon. And I'm sure that you people know more than we do. Mm-hmm. But they offer things like behind-the-scene videos. And trust me, you don't want to see what we're when doing we here. say we're eating chocolate chip cookies. That is literally what we're doing at my dining room table. It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the behind-the-scene videos wouldn't help. Uh, making extra podcasts is something we'll probably relaunch a few bonus episodes in the next year as well. We already want to make it easy to get in contact with us. So like a lot of them do like... If you donate at this level, you can ask the podcasters questions or, you know, get into a conversation with us. Really, just email us. Uh, (laughs) Truly. We we would love it. We don't want to make it harder for you to get in touch with us. Yeah. So this is what we decided as a little bonus gift for our biggest fans. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the other thing was merch. We don't really particularly want to make merchandise because, again, we're not trying to make much money off of this. And so, like, if we invest money and getting merchandise and then sell it we might end up doing a little bit but nothing too much like stickers i want to do like a bandana i think mm-hmm. that's a good prepper Wait, i was gonna say useful things yeah exactly something that you might actually use in your bug out bag uh but yeah we'll figure that out this year as well but that's coming down the line too so lots of cool things from heating up podcast in 2020 yes and lots of background noise of our of your dogs yeah maybe we'll do some barking. videos of the dogs barking throughout us but uh yeah, I think that's kind of the plan for the that's podcast of the next year. So it's going to be a really fun year. So we're glad you guys are listening. Tell your friends. We're still going to do Pass the Pod. Pass the Pod. So again, if you do, if you are new to the show and you do like it, tell a friend. Uh, one of the nice things about getting ready for emergencies is that it's a group project. It you know is better with friends. So having more people helping you is going to be better. So if you just listen to us at the once and you think that we're funny or not or just if you want to laugh at us even yeah. just look how bad this podcast is this is terrible tell your friend about it and let them listen the numbers go up either way the other idea i had now you have not agreed to but i'm just gonna mention it uh we should do the uh this or the npr version where where ira glass calls you up and says why haven't you donated i heard you're a listener so we could do that to dad or cousin tony you mean just literally call our relatives and beg them for money yeah in yep <laughs> all right heard you're a friend of the pod but not that friendly, <laughs> not that friendly. so maybe maybe flip so me a 20 dollar bill there dad <laughs> what, are, what are we doing here give me some gas money <laughs> yeah that's gonna go over real great i think so okay well i think that's our show for today corinne all right so look forward to new stuff starting next week or next time we two weeks from now when we start the pod we'll do our first video i think do we know what it is yet I do. Are we going to keep it a secret? We're going to keep it a secret. All right. Yeah. We maybe gave you some hints. Starting off on a, starting out with a bang. Nice. Yeah. Going to heat it up. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs>
on that depressing note. Yep. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you in two weeks. Stay alive out there or whatever. I don't even know. What do we, we need uh, a sign-off. Damn it. We yeah. don't have something. Uh, boom roasted is not as good. No, normally by the you end guys, of it, we're just maybe, sick of it. Maybe, maybe one of the Patreons can have our sign-out. They can do our sign-out uh, choice. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Maybe in the future we'll thank our Patreons as, uh, yeah. once we have millions of people that we can thank. Yeah. That'd be great. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Have a good night. Thank <laughs> you.